Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Good evening and welcome to Stay Out of My Crease, Season 3, Episode 27. Um, while I wait for my co-host, Pete, to uh, get on the line here, I want to thank everybody that, you know, continues to support us and, you know, goes through um, our long droughts and things like that. Um, you know, it's just been a really busy time. Um, Rob is actually on vacation for 14 days and uh, we weren't going to do a show until after Christmas. But there's been so much that's going on with um, with the uh, the NHL that I figured that we should probably do a show and get things um, started, you know, because we're getting ready to run into the new year and everything. So um, I apologize. Like I said, I am uh, trying to walk through or walk Pete through how to log in and get on here and um, – So if you want to give us a call, you can call in at 646-668-8467. For those of you that are listening for the very first time, Stay Out of My Crease is actually a hockey show for hockey fans by hockey fans. No one that ever hosts or co-hosts this um, podcast slash radio show claims to be experts. But we do love hockey, and we do try to get the best available information out there to you. We have been on air for three years now, and um, it's been great. We uh, started out with Radio AFS, took a little hiatus, and came back to Radio AFS. Um, But from then, you know, we just kind of, I I moved over the summer so we didn't have any shows. Um, And then life gets in the way, and working gets in the way, so... It's just, you know, it's it's been fun, and we hope that, you know, everybody enjoys listening to us. Again, if you want to call in and save me and, um, and uh, you know, talk on air, I'd be happy to talk to you while we get Pete set up. So, um, but a little bit about me. I'm a Penns fan, but I'm a hockey fan first, and... Um, you know, my co-host tonight, Pete, is a Sabres fan, so that's always interesting, uh, especially since they're having a really good year. Rob, my full-time co-host, is a Leafs fan, and he has become a typical Leafs fan, so, you know, he's been a little unbearable here lately. But, um, yeah, so, but that's a little bit about me and a little bit about the uh, show and everything, so... And, um, but yeah, like I said, if you guys want to call in and talk, it's uh, 646-668-8467. One of the things that we would like to um, discuss tonight is, you know, the Tom Wilson, Ryan Reeves fight. Tom Wilson just got off of his suspension and unfortunately is currently out of the um, NHL right now with a concussion. So um, him and Ryan Reeves got into it in a 
the Vegas um, Vegas Washington game the other night, and um, so Reeves did a cheap shot, and um, that's where we go from there. But I'm gonna go ahead and take my caller. Hi, you're on the air. This is Kim. Or who's this? Wow, you're back, Kim. I know, right? I knew you guys. I knew. I knew you'd be doing a show because you can you can tell the fans the real reason. You were just waiting for the Rangers to cool off, and (laughs) so that I had something to call in and complain about instead of telling how good my team is. I know, I know, I know how you work. Right. Yeah. So I have to tell everybody, if you heard the big kaboom in the background, somehow my Christmas tree fell over. (laughs) It's been leaning, but of course it has to happen at showtime because why not? So I I apologize for that. Um, But, um, are you sure Ryan Reeves, are you sure Ryan Reeves didn't hit your tree? Maybe, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I apologize. Like I said, it's been over a month since we have done a show. Chris, I appreciate you calling and saving me while I walk Pete on how to uh, get into the show with me. (laughs) But um, no problem. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Always, always love to, always love to talk hockey. Been, been waiting, chomping at the bit to talk hockey. Right. Well, you know, I have to say my poor coworker, um, my coworker, John and I, that's, we talk a lot of hockey and um, he's a Penn fan like me. And I swear he's probably like, thank goodness she's doing a show. I won't have to hear about this tomorrow. (laughs) 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 So, (laughs) but yeah, it's, um, it's been crazy. Uh, like I said, the move has got me. Um, I have some issues at work where I'm picking up a little bit extra loads. So I really have not had the mental capacity to, um, to do a show. So, but I really wanted to do a show because there's a lot going on in the NHL right now. And, um, you know, Wilson, like I said, is on the shelf with a concussion. And I'm sorry that he's injured, first and foremost. I don't like seeing players injured. However, I I can't um, – the hockey fan in me, I like hits because that's what hockey is. I like fights because that's what hockey's always been. Um, I know a lot of Cat fans are upset right now because Reeves is, did not get suspended or reprimanded for the hit. Well, I, I I'm in the same I'm in the same boat as you, but I'm surprised he didn't get suspended either. I mean, it's one thing to it's one thing to hit and you know a hard hit into the boards or a hard hit when 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 a guy knows it's coming or when a guy's playing the puck and knows he's gonna get hit. That's that's when I like to see that's when you like to see guys get hit. But what Reeves did, what Reeves did, and if anybody hasn't seen the clips, I mean, just find a clip of, of the hit. I mean, 
he's passed the puck on. The puck is well by him by the time he gets hit. So, to, I mean, to me, I've seen – and to me – uh, uh, to me, just as a fan, all right, it, it that was a that was a, a rough hit, but we've seen much less get penalized by the league. So, right. I think this is, and I, I think, uh, you know, obviously as a Rangers fan, I, I have no love for the Capitals or whatever in me, but Capitals fans should be upset because. I think this was a message like, hey, um, Tom Wilson, you like to make these kind of hits? This is what happens when it comes back to you. Right. And, you know, this is that's, that's kind of where I was going with what I had said earlier, where I like the hits. I like, you know, the fights. I don't like the injuries. I, am, I feel really bad that, especially a concussion, that, you know, Wilson has a concussion. But Honestly, Wilson, I don't think had his uh, hat on properly or his helmet on properly, and I think that kind of ate it in the, con- the concussion. But I don't think that the hit was any less worse than what it was. But you know, there was an incident just a couple of days before that hit where um, the Devil Feeney took a hit from Wilson, and Feeney said it was a hockey play, and he didn't, you know. It, he expected the hit shouldn't, you know, shouldn't admire his past and things like that. But um, at the same point, you know, when you dish out hits like that, you're going to have to, you're going to take them. And I know I hate it seeing Dan celebrate the injury, but at the same point with what Wilson has done to other players, it was kind of nice to see him get a hit, just not the concussion that came with it. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, it, it it makes sense. I mean, like I said, when you're when you see a hockey play and you see there there are many different kinds of hits in hockey, and you know when when you're around the puck and you're playing the puck, it's one thing. It's when it's the blindside hit that and and I've watched it from every angle so far in the last like hour because I love watching big hits but you can tell that nobody expects him to get drilled there and I've, I've watched the Capitals broadcast of it I've watched the uh, the Vegas broadcast of it and both sides are like whoa when that when that when that hit happens they're like they stop the game and they're like whoa what just happened Right, and it's right. those kind of hits that it, there. I mean, you you don't want somebody to you, you never want somebody to walk away from a hit injured, but it's that kind of hit. He has no way to brace himself, and he just get. I I really think if he got a concussion, we've talked about concussions on this show many a times. I really think. It wasn't the hit. I think it was when he fell. That's when it looks like he took the worst of the hit. Is He had no time to brace himself, had nothing to go, and he just smacked himself on the ice. Right. You're exactly right. 
you know, I, I can't disagree with that. Um, I'm trying to, sorry, I'm kind of multitasking here and trying to get Pete to uh, be able to log into the site um, without, like, disconnecting the whole show. <laughs> right. But um, I'll, 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 keep, I'll, keep, I'll keep going on this point. I mean, we've t- we talk on the show about, about hits and about, you know, oh, is the league getting too soft or is, is, the, is hockey starting to, you know, get down? It's not about – it's not – the hits, hits are not being taken out of hockey. There are always going to be hits. People are going to be playing around the puck. What the league is trying to cut down on is those hits away from the puck. Oh, Are there you we still go. there, Chris? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. But I was just saying, it's those hits away from the puck. And, and that's something that, you know, all leagues are going that way. You know, back in the old days, guys used to line people up and kill them over the middle. Like, that. you can't, you just can't do that anymore. It's just not, it's not the way the game wants to be played. But, at the same time, you need to play around the puck, and right. that's that's what we need to see more of. And, you know, I, I get it. Vegas fans were like last year during the Stanley Cup final, um, Wilson laid out Jonathan Marcheseau. And he said in his post-game interview that um, Marcheseau shouldn't have been, been admiring his past. And when you listen to Reed's post-game interview – um, Reeves was like, maybe Wilson should take his own advice and not admire his past. <laughs> and, you know, it's very petty. Um, for those that are kind of new to the sport, which is wonderful, we're happy to have you aboard as hockey fans. Um, we don't care how long you've been a fan or, you know, whatever. It's, it's, to me, it's as long as you're a fan, you're a fan. Um, but for those that aren't familiar, Reeves and uh, Wilson have quite a history you can go to YouTube and watch Reeves versus Wilson fights, and those are pretty good. <laughs> well, they're they're pretty they're they're pretty good for for Ryan Reeves fans. Um, I was watching them, and Kim and I were talking before we uh, before we got on the air, and she said, "Oh, their fights are pretty good." I said, "Is it really a fight when one guy just dominates the whole time?" <laughs> But right. Reeves, the thing about Reeves is, and he does this better than Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson plays the role of the goon very well, um, on the ice and off the ice. Ryan Reeves is the complete opposite. He plays the role of, he, he's just an instigator, and you can see it in his interviews after. You can see it in one of the one of the clips I was watching had video of him after like Wilson came up to him in the middle of the game and they were talking and Reeves was like, Who's gonna do something? You? Get out of here. And I was like, This is this is a guy who get like he gets the spotlight. He knew and he, he knew the whole whole world was watching when he did it. And he did it anyway. Right. That's that's just Ryan Reeves. Right. Um, the one thing that I did find kind of tasteless in this whole thing was that Reeves was actually going to sell autographs of the picture of the hit. Um, 
I just it's, it's typical Ryan Reeves. I, that's that. That's what I said. I, I was. I, I know. I know he came out and he like apologized, and people were upset that he was signed. I was like, "Have you met this guy? Like, have you seen anything this guy's ever done?" Like, I'm sure he. I, and and I, I love his explanation of I was just signing. I didn't know what the picture was of. Yeah, right, dude. You knew exactly what you were doing, and just say it. Like I'm. Right. Um, we've talked about this on. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a shameless promo here, but um, on my show Fit Down Sports, which airs tomorrow, we have talked endlessly about people who are if you're gonna be the goon, if you're gonna be the as we call it heel or the bad guy, just be the bad guy. Don't apologize for being the bad guy. Be like, yeah, I did it. I signed the picture, <laughs> and own it. That to right. me is more. That, to me, I can brush that aside. I can be like, all right, it's Ryan Reeves being Ryan Reeves. But when he comes right. out and says, I didn't know what I was signing. I I didn't mean it. I didn't mean I, I didn't mean to hurt him. Or blah. I was like, come on. You knew what you were doing. You knew, you, would, you knew what you were signing. You knew everything. You did it because you were like, yeah, I hate this guy. And, and it's okay for them to hate each other. It's okay. Right. I, people don't have to be buddy-buddy. Like you, we, you have we grew up in an era where people just where different teams you hated the other players and and they hated you just as much. Like right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I grew up in the era of uh, you know enforcers and goons and everything, but um. You know, they they made hockey fun. And, uh, you know, it it sucks that they put the instigator penalty in to hockey because it does take out a lot of that. But there's a reason they did that because of the fact that, you know, they're very high on concussions right now and making sure that people have life after hockey. The the problem I have with the instigator thing is is they take it too far is they're they're so protective of not letting something happen where like if a guy if a guy's pushing a guy a little bit or you know starts the fight oh we're we're gonna get this guy for instigating the fight like you know sometimes those little things that happen and then guys fight it out and then it's done but when you when you have this instigator and people are afraid to start the fight or people are afraid to fight back because they don't want to get hit with that tag, that can lead to a bigger, you know, somebody says, all right, I'm going to wait till I get my, till I have my shot and I'm going to, and I'm going to take my shot and make it count rather than, Hey, you know, these petty little things, let's just scrap, get it over with. And then it's done. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, I, like I said, and I will be very affirmative with this. I, I think it's awful that Wilson has a concussion. I know he's still not back tonight. Um, Oshie did return tonight from his hit. And, um, but the cast really kind of do need Wilson. I mean, for as much as most people hate him, he's a pretty good player too when he plays hockey. It's just that he gets a bad rep for, 
his suspensions and being, you know, a goon. But he is a skilled player. I will tell you, though, I picked Wilson up in fantasy hockey because I was getting my tush kicked in penalty minutes. Yeah, you need, those penalty, you need those penalty minutes. You got you to gotta get those. Right, exactly. I, so I'm I wondering, I'm what, should, shouldn't it count? If you're going to count penalty minutes, shouldn't Ryan Reeves, uh, if Ryan Reeves were to get suspended, shouldn't that count as penalty, like, shouldn't that count as 60 penalty minutes? Because technically he's, he, he, he did a penalty. <laughs> right. You know, I, that, you know, sh- I, that should count. I don't know. <laughs> no, it, it definitely doesn't because they, they right. do game to game. But, but if, if you do a penalty right. that causes you to miss the game, uh, that, that that's a that's a penalty. That, that's right. 60 minutes of penalty right there. Exactly. So, um, yeah, and, you know, when Wilson got the game misconduct and the uh, Devils game where he uh, hit Sini and blindsided it, I got like 96 penalty minutes that night. <laughs> so I can't be upset. So there you go. That's right. Or it was like 60 some penalty minutes. It was just, it was funny because I was like, nobody's catching me in penalty minutes. I think I have to be playing you too that week, which was um, hilarious. <laughs> probably. And my team doesn't get any penalties. I noticed that from week one. I was like, ah, oh, damn it. So I don't know who's who out there is watching the Coyotes or the Bruins game. But I do have to say there was a cringeworthy moment in the first period of that game. David Backus for the Bruins took a skate to the face. Oh. Was yeah, really fun. It, was, it was not good. Uh, I don't believe he has returned. Um, but that, that game has been very interesting because the Yotes were up 2 nothing. And then all of a sudden, Boston scored like two goals in 33 seconds. And then all of a sudden, they were up four to two. And then at the very end of the second period, the Yotes scored one. Wow. Well, yeah. Let's hope let's hope the Bruins can wear out the Coyotes a little bit because they're going to play the Rangers next. So <laughs> wear them out. Yeah, wear them out. Your Rangers are very roller coastery again this year um for a while there they were just tearing it up and then they hit a downslide well they they are what the rangers they are what we thought the rangers would be and it goes back to the old adage of um you know you're never as good as your best but you're never as you're never as worse you're never as bad as your worst you know, right. and that's the range. That's pretty much the Rangers, and they're they're pretty good. Uh, you know, they they were doing well for a while, but then they started to slide back. And the problem is, people, as we know, people in New York like to go crazy. And when the Rangers were doing really well, oh, the Rangers, the Rangers are 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 going to have a great season. Calm down. Like I was always listening to these people, and I'm like. You need to relax. Things are going to even out at some point. They're not going to stay this hot. They're not going to keep scoring this many goals. It's going to even out at some point. They're going to come back to the median, and they've done that the last couple last couple games. But 
the good news is we've had like a five-day break, so maybe that's been able to shake the cobwebs out and get back on track. And sometimes that gives more cobwebs. I know those long breaks can kill a team too, and you come out and you're slow. But I will say Lundquist this year is really standing on his head for the Rangers. <laughs> when, when is he not? When, whenever True. the Rangers he struggled last year. That's what people say. I mean, I, I called into the show all the time last year and told you, Lundqvist, Lundqvist was great. Between There were like five-minute stretches, and it was usually the beginning or the end of the game where Lundqvist just had brain farts all the time. But the rest of the game, he was fantastic. It was those – if you could weather the storm early – you knew he was going to have a great game. Right. Yeah, if you could give up a yeah. goal in the first minute or two, you were pretty good. Yeah. There was a good stretch there where we were – if we got out of the first two minutes, we, I knew – I was like, all right, this is going to be a good game. But there were times where you'd turn it on, and the first two minutes it was 2 nothing, And you knew the Rangers aren't going to score two goals. Well, They're certainly right. not going to score three, so we'll be lucky to get a point. Right. Yeah, I mean it's been uh, it's been nuts. Um, you know, I, I there are teams that everybody thought were going to do really bad this year, and um, those teams have actually been surprisingly pretty good. And I'm talking about like Montreal and. Ottawa, everybody thought they were going to be at the very bottom of the division. And here the Blackhawks are kind of like the Kings and the Blackhawks are like the worst teams in the NHL. Whoever thought that was going to happen? Well, that's what, that was one of the questions I was going to have for, um, for you and Pete or Rob, whoever was on with you. I was going to say, what's the bigger surprise that Calgary is as good as Calgary is or that the Kings are as bad as the Kings are. Right. I don't I know. Mean, Calgary is really finding their stride. I I think Calgary uh, is a surprise to me. I I got to say, I'm, I'm shocked by how good they are. The Kings, though, it, it can't just be that Jonathan Quick, I mean, I know he's missed a lot of games, but the Kings are just – they just play bad hockey. I mean, just to be honest with you, every time I've seen them, and again, I live on the East Coast, so we don't get a lot of L.A. Kings action out here, but when I've seen them, it's just been bad plays that have just it, – it's not like a bounce of the puck here and there. It's they make a bad pass and ends up going in the back of the net, or you know, they make a turnover at the blue line that – it it's just it, it just hasn't been good for them. And I, I think I'm I'm just really shocked that the Kings are this as bad as they are. Right. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's to me it's interesting because, you know, the Pens aren't a very good team this year, in my opinion. They haven't been as dominant as they should be but yet they you know they put nine up on Calgary so you know a 
and then Calgary all of a sudden turned it on. And it's kind of like they found their stride. Mike Smith has been stellar in net for them. And um, it's, you know, it's amazing to me to see how good Calgary has been this year. Um, But, you know, I don't know what's going on with the Kings. I wish I did. Um, There's really nothing that you can pinpoint. The only thing I can say is they've got, like, the Chicago – um, syndrome is the best way to put it because, you know, they, uh, they were good for so long and they don't really get optimal draft picks. Salary cap gets in the way. I mean, everybody thought Kovacek was going to be like the player that really turned the Kings around. And then um, Quick got injured and Quick was out for quite a while. And so, you know, what was his Jack Campbell was doing really well. And then all of a sudden he gets injured. So it's, you know, they've been plagued by injuries and that doesn't help. And they've been plagued by injuries at good positions. But of course, I think the Kings are beating the Sabres right now too. If I'm not mistaken. I think it's tied. Oh, it is. I think it's tied at three. Oh, okay. I didn't I haven't had a chance to look. Like I said, yeah. the whole Christmas tree falling down right as the show started just, you know, kinda of threw me for a loop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you, you you didn't think that was a, that was an omen for how this was gonna go? <laughs> you know, in some case you never know. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right, it is tied three three. So, um but you know, like like I said, there we can talk about all the teams that are surprised. Like um, I mentioned, Montreal and Ottawa. We kind of assumed Buffalo was going to have a good season because they had such young talent. Um, the Red Wings are another team that people thought would be closer to the bottom of the division, and you know, here they are. They've got like what thirty two points. So they're not doing as bad. Well, I mean, the whole Eastern Conference is kind of, with the exception of Tampa Bay, who's just, they're just streaking. Like, while everybody else is just beating up on each other and keeping it close, like, they're just out sprinting ahead of everybody. But if you look at the whole Eastern Conference, everybody's close. I mean, these teams... You could look at a team and say, wow, they're in fourth place in the division and then one bad week and they'll be at the bottom. That's – it's not – there's not a big disparity. It's not it, – like every team you look at – you look at the Metropolitan, the the bottom team has 26 points, the top team has 37. So everybody else in the middle, you know, they're pretty close together. Right, and and we were talk, we talked about the Rangers streaking. I mean, it seems like that's the way things are going this year. It's not a there's not really a steady like teams are going gangbusters and then coming back to the pack, going going out again and then coming coming back. The, the really the only team that's put it together for the longest stretch of time. It, 
is Tampa Bay, and even they've had their their lulls here and there. But right, um, everybody else is like, you watch them one one day, you know, watch them for like three game a three game stretch, and you're like, wow, this team's really good. And then you watch them the next three, and you're like, how are they this bad? Right. Is that the same team? And it, it, I, I wish I could explain it. If I could, I'd be making a lot of money in Vegas right now. But <laughs> you and me it, both. It, <laughs> it, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. But at the end of it, you kind of just say, "Well, that's hockey." Like, right? You know, it's supposed to be muddled together. It's supposed to go down to the wire. So it, it's good that we don't have, you know, that we don't have teams really fading off early and we can count out. I mean, there's no, there's no Arizona coyotes from last year that were started the season like one in 10 or, you know, one in 13 or something like that. You know, they had some crazy thing where they didn't get a win for the first like three weeks. It really hasn't happened like that this year. Right. It hasn't. And, you know, it's kind of scary. Um, I, somebody had a on Facebook. They had a poll going, or a poll, poll, a poll, going and saying that um, you know who is going to make the Stanley Cup final out of these two teams, and they had the Predators and the Lightning. And I'm thinking to myself, there's an awful lot of hockey left before I can make that determination. <laughs> you know, because there are teams that don't hit their stride until after Christmas and in January, um, they, they are notoriously slow to start and they usually turn it on. And then you have teams that uh, I'll use Philly for an example. Um, two years ago, Philly went on that 10 game win streak and then ended up missing the playoffs altogether. So, you know, even though points are very important in um, October, November and December, you know, teams can turn it on, especially if you have a lot of divisional games. Um, but, I mean, it's it's way too early to say, okay, the Bolts and the Predators, because they are currently the best teams on the respective sides, um, their respective conferences, I guess I should actually use proper um, terminology here. Well, actually, no, because they're not even, because Calgary's got no, more Cal- points than Nashville. Yeah, Cal- so, Calgary is ripping it, but they have, right. but they they played more games, so it. Right. Yeah. So it always yeah, it always itself out. It does. Everybody plays eighty-two games, and uh, I've always looked at it as if I get more than eighty-two games, it's been a good season. So <laughs> 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 if I get eighty-six games, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, so I like that people are optimistic and, you know, they want to do early predictions and stuff. But I'm always the smarty pants that comments underneath the two teams that – the team that wins the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals will make the uh, Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you're, so you're that person. And everybody's like, oh, gee, thanks. Like yeah, the 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 Eastern Conference winner and the Western Conference winner, they're gonna meet in the Stanley Cup Finals. I know that.
Okay, I am so sorry. Oh. My signal cut out. Oh. Um, no. <laughs> I was like, am I talking? Like, am I still on the radio? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, look, this is just <laughs> in the night. Maybe I should not have done a show tonight. <laughs> so um, one of the things that has happened since we were last on air a month ago is a couple more coaches got fired. Um, Mike Yo is no longer with the St. Louis Blues. And, um, of course, we had talked about the uh, – the firing of uh, Stevens out in LA and Quenneville in Chicago. But um, McKellen, McClellan from uh, the Edmonton Oilers also hit the, uh, the free agency of head coaches and um, Hitchcock who retired, Oh, I guess seven or eight more times before is now um, the head coach of Edmonton. One of the things that people are problem with it is that he was like, okay, well, I'm going to give Connor McDavid more ice time. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. are you going to wear your guy out? You know, um, it's great um, to give these these guys plenty of ice time early in the season, but if you want to make the playoffs, you got to kind of save your star players for that too. You know, that's the uh, that's the Connor McDavid. Um, allure right there when you you know you got a pretty much gonna be a hall of fame coach who's like yeah i retired i retired and then a team comes calling and they're like hey we got this guy who's possibly the best player in the league do you want to coach him Uh, um everybody's gonna answer that phone and be like yeah i'm in you already got you already got one of the best players sure i'm in let me sign up for that and really that's the only coaching change that has done any good. I mean, you look at the other three right. that we just mentioned, L.A., St. Louis, and Chicago. All yep. three of those teams have continued to have continued to slide no matter who's coaching the team. So right. at yeah, some point, Chicago's that finger is going to come around. Streak. Yeah, they, as I've said, I, I've got the fix for you, Chicago. Just just listen to the program. I know the fix. I've been telling you this every time. Just put it's the reserve goal in. Yes. No, yes. just put oh the reserve goodness. goal in. Scott Foster. Blackhawks uh, legend Scott Foster. <laughs> go to go to the go to the third string. Just call them up. Bring him bring him in. Don't don't worry about the first two. Go to the emergency goalie and you'll be okay. Yeah, Scott Foster was a a, a beast. Um, he's got one of the best face percentages in the uh, NHL in one game. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure he never wants to step foot on the ice again, ever. Probably not. I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he wants to just, he wants to just throw it down and, and that that's it. You know, be able to say, "Hey, uh, I went out once." I have that Al Bundy story. This. I made all these saves in one game. Right. Not just in one season, but in one game. He wants, right. he wants that exactly. story for the rest of his life. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's get to a topic that's near and dear to my heart because it's been a wild couple weeks for anybody that has been a Penguins fan. So wake up on Thanksgiving morning doing the Thanksgiving thing 
and my phone blows up with notifications. It says Matt Murray was placed on longer-term IR. And I got to thinking to myself, and I'm like, how did this happen? He was riding the bench as a backup goaltender to Casey DeSmith. <laughs> and uh, apparently he's got some kind of lower body injury that um, has been very mysterious. Nobody's really said anything about it. Um, the tweets that came out today kind of said that um, it's something that he's been struggling with, and it just got to the point where he couldn't do it anymore. And uh, he started practice again with the team. So you have the fans that are really excited for Murray to come back. You have the fans that are like, please don't come back. We like winning. And you have the fans that are just like, well, whoever gives us the best chance to win, I want. (laughs) So um, props to Casey DeSmith. He had arguably his best game last night against the Islanders. And to top it all off, the Islanders were playing in the Nassau Coliseum for the first time in forever. So the fans were just awesome. It was so great to see him so happy, and it was so nice to not have the car in the the ice rink. So, um, you know, it was nice. But I forgot because it's been a while since I've seen the Islanders play and the Coliseum on the island, and I forgot how weirdly that puck bounces there. Um, yeah, everything everything is weird at the at the at the Coliseum. It's one of the worst buildings in America. Right. I I I grew up. My my family's from Long Island, so we used to go there all the time. It's one of the worst built buildings in the history of buildings, and that's why they only play there. It's nice for them to play there every once in a while, but that's why they can't play home games there because they can't play a full schedule there. Places is awful. Right. Yeah, I mean, it. The puck last night took some weird bounces. Um, one, it was kind of, it was kind of funny. It was kind of interesting. Um. But the puck took a bounce off the glass and almost went into the goal. <laughs> and it's like, okay, and you'll be shocked, Chris. Casey just Smith made a glove save on it. Well, I'm not shocked that Casey – I know Casey DeSmith has a glove. So I would be <laughs> shocked if the, other, if the other guy got a glove on it, which I'm surprised. Oh, he's got a lower body injury. He's got a – He's got a left arm injury. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to touch on on this because of the fact that um, Casey DeSmith is doing extremely well in net for Pittsburgh. And, you know, he's, he's a goaltender that worked his way up through the ECHL to the AHL got the backup role and now he is just he's a starter and his stats are actually very incredible um i know and i i'm a big believer of this it's a very small sample size 
not going to say, you know, hey, this is something that he can do full time, but he is pulling a starter role. And he, um, he's doing very well pulling a starter role. One of the stats that I found was among all qualifying NHL goaltenders, DeSmith sits at eighth in goals against average with 2.34, and he is tied for sixth in save percentage at 925. I think a lot of Pens fans, and, you know, they're more than welcome to call in if they're listening um, and tell me that I'm wrong, they want to, or, you know, they can come up with a different argument. But when I looked at the uh, the Penn stat, Casey DeSmith has 22 of the 32 points that Pittsburgh has right now. He's got great stats behind, everybody knows, a pretty inconsistent defense. Murray, on the other hand, has an over four goals against average and a 0.877 save percentage, I believe. Behind basically the same defense. And they have done, they did make a trade for um, Pedersen from Anaheim, which the big joke going around was that Rutherford got the wrong Pedersen. <laughs> that he wanted the one from <laughs> Vancouver, not Anaheim. Um, but in all seriousness, he's a defenseman and they traded Daniel Sprong, who was Pens have left. We all know how it goes in hockey. You give up so many prospects and draft picks in order to continue to be good and to win for the now. But um, the change of scenery seems to have done Sprong well. He uh, scored the game-winning shootout goal in Anaheim. And his first game with Anaheim, he scored the first goal. He's actually playing top six, which he probably should have been in Pittsburgh. But honestly, when you have Malkin, Kessel, Crosby, where are you going to play him top six? You know what I mean? Like, I get it. But I think the biggest thing is, is that the Pens are getting points. I'm not going to say they're winning games because – couple of their points come from overtime and shootouts and whatnot, but they're getting points and they have moved up into the standings. They were actually um, fighting with Philly for last in the uh, Metro there for a while, but they have somehow clawed themselves out of the depths of the Metro. And I believe they are tied for third with the Islanders. Now I'd have to double check that. So I guess like my whole rant here is um, we all know Mike Sullivan to get Matt Murray back between the pipes. But you have a goaltender that is doing well. He's currently quote unquote the hot goaltender. So you often like, I guess you have to wonder is, you know, Casey Smith just going to get benched when Murray's ready to come back. So from an outsider point of view, what do you think? Well, I think it does. Um, I think it does come down. We, we talk about this all the time, especially around playoff time is playing the hot hand. And the trick of everything is always um, 
and being a football guy, I got to go to this. Everybody always talks about the New England Patriots getting rid of somebody or making a change before the cliff falls off. Like, you see the cliff coming. All right, now when we make the change before it, rather than, you know, a lot of people will say, no, you got the hot hand, ride the hot hand, ride the hot hand, ride the hot hand. Well, you can only do that for so long because it's like we've said in the beginning of this show. We said things go up, they come back down eventually. Eventually right. people come back to the median. So you right. want to hit that. I'm going to be I'm gonna interrupt you a minute. With the Smith. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Because I think, uh, let's see. Pete, is that you? That's me. Oh, hey, Pete. Uh, found Pete, Chris. <laughs> hey, how are we? Yeah. Small, uh, small technical difficulties here. That's all right. Yeah. Um, so everybody, this is Pete. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to finish letting Chris rant about, you know, the hot hand and everything. I'm sorry, Chris. I just I, wanted to make sure that was Pete. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, I, you asked me my my opinion of it. I I think they should stick with DeSmith. They should stick with the hot hand as long as they can until they feel comfortable saying, all right, Murray, go in. We'll see, you know, if he, if Murray has a disastrous game, we can go back to, 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 uh, to Smith. We, we can go back and we'll figure working things out. But if, if they just pull to Smith and say, all right, you know, you're, you're doing really well, we're going to pull you and put Matt Murray in whether he struggles or not. Then that's when the issue. That's when people are going to start saying, you know, the the chatter is going to talk. Oh, what if we put in this for or Smith would have stopped that or whatever. If you you can avoid all that by just saying, all right, we're going to play Murray. If he plays well, he continues. If if not, we pull him and we go with the Smith. So I say ride. I say ride it out. Until and get squeeze every last drop out of them. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Pete. <laughs> I will catch you up. We uh, we talked we talked about Tom Wilson that, right? and Ryan Reed. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's okay. You're Canadian. You can apologize. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, come on. Um, hey. Yeah, you missed. You missed the whole, my Christmas tree fell down as soon as the show started. <laughs> uh, Rose. And uh, it's kind of been the theme for how the show has gone so far. <laughs> but we're, make, we're making strides. Um, Chris and I yeah. actually did talk about Wilson and Reed and the hit um, heard around the NHL and the no suspension. Yeah. And um, we talked about, you know, teams that are surprisingly good that we didn't think would be at the beginning of the season, like Ottawa and Montreal and um, the Red Wings, because we all thought they would be holding down the bottom of the uh, league, whereas Chicago and L.A. and St. Louis are doing a really good job of that. And yeah, now we're on up the, the uh... They really are. Um and then yeah. we just started talking about the Matt Murray practice with the team for the first time since his longer-term IR stint. So yeah. that's where we're at. 
<laughs> yeah, I've just but, been, uh, while I was trying to figure out how to get on here, um, the Sabres were down uh, 3-1. They've come back and it's going to overtime and they're on a power play. So uh, their mojo might be back. Oh, so yeah. Uh, so, so, so we got Kim. We got we got to kick Pete. We got to kick Pete off the off the air. Because <laughs> obviously now that Pete's on the air, the Buffalo Sabers are, are gonna are gonna be doing well. So if we want them to, if we want them to do poorly, we need to we need to keep the technical difficulties going. <laughs> no, see, they made a comeback as he was trying to figure out how to get on here. So, um, yeah. So he steals Buffalo State, you know. <laughs> yeah. So Pete, you have to be really thrilled with how Buffalo's doing this year. Yeah, um that ten game streak was uh pretty awesome. Um seven of them were one goal games uh that they came back in. Um during the streak I think there was something like nine Nine different game winners, I think. So obviously, I guess there was one guy who scored the game winner twice. And yeah, uh, they kind of gone into a bit of a lump though. Uh, five losses in a row. Uh, two of them were getting the loser points, so I guess it's not too bad. But they're only just hanging on to uh, third place in the comp in the uh, division. So hopefully, we get the extra point here and. Yeah, we'll be back on back on a new streak. Yeah, just don't be that Philly team that goes on a long win streak and then doesn't make the playoffs. But we all know yeah. that's going to be that the least, like, right? Um, embarrassing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it was for Philly fans too. <laughs> yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah, so I, even I, with I Boston's win, they're. Uh, even with Boston's win, they're still holding down third in the in the Atlantic, so that's good. That is good. Um, I did kind of get my my leaf shot in at the beginning of the show. I uh, was letting everybody oh, who is returning listeners. Yeah, I know you would enjoy that. I let them know that Rob was yeah. on vacation for the next fourteen days, and um, that we were glad that he's on vacation because we're tired of hearing about the Leafs. <laughs> And we've been bombing his Facebook page with uh, <laughs> with Connor McDavid. With days in uh, Leaf history. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll give Which Rob. We'll give Rob his props. The Leafs. The Leafs did what they're supposed to do tonight. Did they win? Yeah, they beat Carolina, eh? Yeah. Yeah, Tim. If I'm bringing up the Leafs as beating somebody, you know who they beat. That's true. Oh, yeah, sorry, the I Whalers. They, were playing right. they beat the Whalers, right? <laughs> Chris loves it when Carolina wears the throwback Whaler jersey. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Love those Hurricanes. <laughs> Good thing they lost. <laughs> they can't lose enough. You know, I, I'm not too upset with the uh, the Canes losing either because um, I kind of like not having um, teams on my team's tail, even though that Metro is just so close. I mean, there is very little error or margin for error 
you lose a couple of games, you're going to take a slide in that division right now. Yeah, it's crazy close, eh? It is. Oh. Oh, I don't I don't care I don't care about positioning. The the Hurricanes the Hurricanes could lose 83 games and it's still not enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know there's only 82. That that's why I said 83. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want a listener to say he said 83. Yes. I think he has a real soft spot for the for the Hurricanes, eh? I think so. I, I think my maybe team. my Christmas I think Chris is uh, getting a uh, Carolina Hurricanes jersey from me for Christmas this year. Hey, Aww. We all we all need something. We all need something to start the fire with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you kind of came in on the middle of the conversation, Pete, because we were talking about Murray, and um, one of the things I wanted to kind of roll back to this real quick, but. Um, one of the things that has really been bizarre about this whole thing was, like I said, he goes on longer-term IR while the Smith is basically playing the starting goaltender role and Murray was playing backup. And um, nobody's really saying anything about what type of injury it is. And it's unusual for, you know, teams will say, okay, they have a lower body injury. But usually if somebody has a lower body injury that they're longer term, they're like on crutches or they're in a boot or, you know, there's some kind of indication exactly what kind of lower body injury. Um, like with Wilson, they said it was an upper body injury. And then they came out a couple of days later or a day or two later and said, it's a concussion. So it, yeah, it's that's, been that's really what happens when you bizarre. don't strap your lid on, right? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't have hurt himself if, uh, you know, his face hadn't flattened to the ice like that. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it, it wouldn't be that bad. His, right. It didn't help that his helmet was not properly equipped on his head. Yeah, um, flying off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, you know, and I'm not going to say that Reeves played two-hand touch either. I mean, Reeves went to lay him out. And, um, yeah. you know, people that didn't get to see the game, I, I watched the entire game because it was the late game that night. But Wilson and Reeves yeah. had been going at it the entire first period. Yeah. Well, they've been setting. going at it their entire – every time they're on the ice together, that, that's all they're doing. Yep. Has Wilson even said anything since the hit? No. I don't think I've seen nope. anything uh, anywhere. And even oh, locally. Oh, just a score update. The Sabres are back in the win column. They won in overtime. Yay, two points for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now Pete can go to bed happy tonight. Yes, I can. The streak is dead. Let's start the new streak. <laughs> That's right. One whole game, right? <laughs> yeah, one whole game. On a one-game winning streak. Yay. 
Got to chase down those leaves. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, somebody posted if the playoffs started today, the Leafs and Sabres would play each other. Yeah. I would so love to. Uh, I hope we can still be in this position in about 60 games and uh, send the Leafs to another first-round exit. <laughs> That would, that would be make, you, that would make my life. <laughs> and you actually have an you have an interesting stat about that. Um, you because we were talking privately because that's what we do, and um, you were talking about Mike Babcock. Yeah. And how he's in the middle of his um, contract right now. So I'll let you go with that because I think our listeners would be interested to hear that. Yes, uh, this coming year, when we click over the uh, calendar to January, uh, he'll be halfway into his eight-year contract with the Leafs. And as it stands, he is the first year, obviously, they didn't make it because they were absolutely garbage. Uh, But they're now on a current streak of uh, one and done two years in a row. Uh, Just so happens he was one and done the previous two years with uh, Detroit Red Wings. So, yeah, hopefully it's uh, lucky number five coming up this year. I thought that was such a fascinating stat because I had forgotten, honestly, about Babcock's term with the Red Red Wings. Yeah, basically he's, like, since they won the Cup, they've steadily gone down. Uh, you know, runner-up the year after a couple of uh, semi-final exits and then now uh, stuck in the first-round exit spot for the last four years. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so who do you think is the team to beat right now, Pete? What's that, love? Who do you think is the uh, the team to beat right now? Like, if the playoffs were to start today, who would be the team that uh, everybody would want to beat? Well, the Bolts are absolutely on fire right now uh, in the East and uh, the West. There's been a bit of a surprise lately in the uh, Pacific Division with uh, Calgary storming up the charts. They're uh, 7-2-1 in their last 10, leading the Pacific. Granted, the Pacific's not exactly that strong, but, uh, yeah. But, I mean, other than that, you've got the Avs, who are also 7-2-1 and one in the Central. And they're currently and they losing to Edmonton. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, they're down one nothing to Edmonton in the second. <laughs> Yeah, they got absolutely... What was it? Uh, I think it was Tampa who absolutely slaughtered them, wasn't it? Or was it Winnipeg? Yes. No, it was Tampa. Let me do it. That was the other night. Because I thought Tampa put up a touchdown on them. Where are we here? Yes, there we go. 7-1. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, they're trying to get out of a losing streak now too. The whole one losing streak. 
Yeah, it's it's really interesting because, I mean, besides Tampa Bay, maybe Calgary right now, teams aren't, like, doing very long win streaks. Although, uh, I'm just having another look here, and then, of course, there's your favorite team, um, the Washington Capitals. Uh, they're 82 right. in their last 10. So uh, they're doing not too bad right now. And they just got Oshi back tonight. I think they were up 5 nothing on the yeah. wings when I looked. Oh, wow. And there's also um, Anaheim and Vegas are also 8-2 and two as well in their last 10. Yeah, Vegas really started settling down once they, got, once they got Schmidt back from his 20-game suspension. Yeah. Like Edmonton have done all right since they got rid of uh, McClellan there. They're oh, yeah. starting to go up as well. Yeah. Even though uh, Hitchcock is going to ride Connor McDavid until <laughs> he yeah. drops because he's giving him <laughs> so much ice time right now. Yeah, but they're, they're grinding out wins, eh? No, I guess that's, that's they the are. Hitchcock uh, influence. You know what I mean? Like oh, they're right now, they're only one, only one point behind Vegas for the uh, second wildcard spot. Yep, well, and if they could choose to win, Jim, we've we've got two game we've got two games on, on alert here. We got Washington. You just mentioned. They're they're waiting to kick the extra point, and so is Minnesota. Yeah, they're about to drop yeah, the Minnesota is <laughs> tearing up Niemi. Niemi, uh, they got an early Christmas gift from uh, Montreal by <laughs> them starting Niemi and not Price. And uh, it's really funny because you know I my Facebook memories come up every day. Today my Facebook memory was when um, Montreal got lit up ten to one two years ago, (laughs) two years ago today that they got lit up 10 to one. Well, they're heading that way again. Uh, It's just like yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We try to get the, we try to give the Canadians love, but um, the Canadians are not very well loved unless you're a Canadians fan. (laughs) Although one of the things, because we, We've been off air for so long. Um, the Canadians, they had a, a fan of theirs that had the best remix of Thomas Tatar. It was just the best video I've seen in a while. But he got, like, national oh, recognition yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like during, during intermission, he passed the camera, and I think Tatar had scored right before intermission. And he goes past the camera, and he's like, Thomas Tatar. And then somebody <laughs> actually somebody actually remixed this video to music, and it was just the greatest thing ever. These are things that I do to amuse myself at night, is watch these kind of videos. <laughs> just another update. Uh, everyone's other favorite dumpster fire, uh, the Ottawa Senators are down 3-1 against Nashville. And they scored that first goal fairly out fast. There. Yeah. It was like within the first minute. Right. And, and Columbus yeah, scored fast, too, on Canucks. 
yeah, and they ended up losing. Yeah. Oh, they ruined my sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. We we have a a group where we do um, we try to pick the winners of each game, which is how we know when teams go on win streaks and then everybody starts riding that team and they decide to lose Buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) But the amount of, um, how do I say this? The amount of uh, upsets that happen on a nightly basis is just phenomenal this early in the season. Yeah, there's so much parity, eh? Anyone can beat anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what Except uh, for Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> they don't beat anyone anymore. <laughs> it's funny looking at the uh standings and seeing like powerhouses like Saint Louis, uh Chicago and LA anchoring the bottom of the league there. It's a bit of a change from the usual, you know, Buffalo, Arizona, Vancouver type deal. Right. That's all right. St. Louis is just St. Louis is just laying in the weeds. They're they're coming back though. <laughs> sure. They're making the yeah. They were they were my they were my they were my playoff they were my playoff pick, and we know my playoff picks don't fail. So they're they're coming they're gonna come on strong at some point. Right. They were my crazy playoff pick, so we got to go. They got they got to start picking it up soon. Right. <laughs> so it it's looking. Somebody just uh, somebody was listening to our show. Michael he just linked me and said, um, "Just this just uh, came out, and um, it could suit up tomorrow night against Chicago." So not a not a bad spot I, to I, ease them in. Well, yes and no. Um, the Pens have a oh, really hard time beating Chicago in the last oh like five years. I don't think they have beat Chicago in the regular season in five years. Um, so it might not necessarily be the uh, the right game was it, to ease him back in. Was it last year like the the ten to one? Debacle. Was, yeah, Niami was in that for the first three. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's yeah. not a good. Maybe maybe that maybe they're maybe they're just trying to say like, hey, last time you were here, you gave up so many that if you give up a couple goals, then at least it wasn't ten. True. True. <laughs> um, we could say, hey, you did you did better than last time. You're on the right. Main. You know, I I get it. He's listed as a starter. Sullivan really likes his goalie, and they want to get him between the pipes. But I don't know. He since the last Cup run, he really hasn't been well as a starting goaltender, and it's kind of scary because. He you kind of look at it as a Pens fan going, well, if they're going to start Murray, as Murray goes, so do the Pens go. 
but you know it it sucks for Casey DeSmith to have basically helped the team with you know letting in less than three goals a game to get you know the offense started and then you you know we all know that Murray hasn't had very good success keeping the pucks out of the back of the net this season so it's it's a catch 22 yeah you want to you want to see what you got with him but at the same point you're hesitant because you're doing well you know what I mean well Kim I can I can say this to to Coach Sullivan, and just using sports history, Wally Pipp was the starting second baseman too, and then he got hurt, and and a guy named Lou Gehrig stepped in, and I you know, if you don't know that story, Lou Gehrig never gave up the position he started, whatever the record of most starts ever is. But that was because Wally Pipp got injured. He was still listed right. as the starter, and they were like, "No, Lou Gehrig, you're going out there because you're you're because you're doing well." And he never gave up the position. So, right. It, there's always that adage of, "Oh, you can't lose your position due to injury," but no, you can when the other guy's playing really well. I would, I said it before, I would just ride him. I would ride Casey to Smith, and if he has starts out starts having a bad game where you need to give him a rest, you go to Murray. And if Murray starts lighting it up, you ride that hot hand. Right. I mean, I try. I do try. I, I do try to say, okay, well, maybe this is the week that that switch flips. Or this is the game that that flips, that switch flips. But it, it's just the last past two years, it just hasn't been there and you know I think a lot of it has to do with the injury proneness it's really hard to be consistent when you're on and off IR you know what I mean and I think I said that a couple of oh I don't know maybe a year or two ago when we first started doing the shows and stuff that that was my biggest concern as a Penn fan with Murray was he can be good when he's in the playoffs but when it comes to the regular season, it's it's just like that flip that switch doesn't flip for him, and you know, you somebody's got to get you to the playoffs. And you know, I know he had success in the playoffs, but at the same point, somebody's got to get you there. And if you can't get the points in the regular season, then could you really be considered a starting goaltender? And I think that's where a lot of people's minds are starting to go. Well, it is an odd thing that he can play so well in the playoffs. And maybe maybe it's that schedule where he knows it's just that repetition. You know, you know in the playoffs, all right, we've got a game pretty much every other day and then maybe like a two-day you know, if we have a travel day, but we know we're playing almost every other day. Maybe it's like that he, repetition, he just doesn't think about it and just goes. Maybe that's why Murray does so well in the playoffs and not in the regular season. He's got too much time to think. Right. 
I don't know. I mean, goalie is a definitely a very mental position, and you have to be 100% mentally focused to be a goaltender, and you have to be half crazy to take 80 to 100 mm-hmm. mile per hour pucks off of you, especially with the new goalie gear. I mean, these these things are now custom made to the goaltender, and you can see there are some really good goaltenders that are struggling with these new pads and. You know, a lot of goaltenders are like, I'm more bruised up than I've ever been <laughs> in my entire career. Um, some goalies have figured out a way to wear a padded T-shirt underneath um, to help stem the blows a little bit. But, you know, like, um, who was it? Connor Hellebeck. He had had a great year. And... Um, Last year, he had a great year, and <laughs> this year, he's very hit or miss sometimes. Um, Cam Talbot's another one that comes to mind. Yeah, speaking of goaltenders, or lack of um, touchdown in Minnesota, uh, Jesus is raising the roof right now. <laughs> and Edmonton just Edmonton just scored on the power play, so it is now two nothing Edmonton. Yeah. And uh in the Washington game uh Ovechkin got a hat trick. Uh Oshi scored and yes, yeah, six two final there. Wow. That's crazy. But, you know, good teams find a way to win, regardless. Yeah. So. But, so we were talking about coaches earlier, and, you know, we we know that the uh, four teams have fired their coaches. Do you guys foresee any other coaching changes happening this season? And if so, who would it Uh, be? Yep. Um, Well, uh, Chuck... Good old Chuck made it public that uh, the Flyers were going to be under scrutiny for the this uh, five-game road trip that they're currently on. And, of course, the Flyers just got absolutely slaughtered. Was it last night that they got uh, destroyed there? Um, the I before? believe so. Yeah. Uh, Whereas it's 7-1 by Winnipeg. So um, I would say Hextall, not Hextall. Oh, that was Hextall. Um, is probably the next one in the hot seat, big time. Yeah, I was actually surprised that they fired Hextall as GM first before firing the coach because usually it's the other way around. Your GM's butt is usually saved by a coaching change. Yeah, or, you know, it's either A, like you say, the coaching change will be like the combo, you know, sack the coach and the GM because the new GM would right. want to bring in his own guy, right? So Exactly. Yeah, that's definitely going to – it's like a matter of just wait and see now because I don't think uh, they're going to wait too much longer. No, I'm I mean, because they fired a waiting, bunch of assistants. I'm just waiting for the moment when the Flyers get get too fed up and too too – 
too far gone where they just say, you know what? Put Gritty behind the bench. <laughs> and let Gritty – we'll just let Gritty do everything. <laughs> let him coach the team. Let him play. Golf, let, let, him do whatever, let him do whatever he wants. Gritty and goal, that's it. That'll save their problems. Yeah. <laughs> You'll cover the entire net. The sad thing is is that Philadelphia is pretty <laughs> um, deep at goaltender. It's just that they don't have a place for them on the NHL roster right now. Um, you know, but I have to say, Gritty has been the best NHL story this year. And I don't even like the Flyers. <laughs> They're like my least <laughs> favorite team um, for a reason. <laughs> but um, Gritty is just fun. Did you see and what Gritty did the other day? It was probably, maybe. I think it was like last. I think it was like last week. He just showed up at some random college basketball game and was making half court shots. I did read about that. I didn't see it, but I read about it. They like pulled them out. They like pulled them out at. It was like some random game too. It wasn't even in like Philadelphia. Or, it was like it was in like Maryland or something. They just pulled him out of the stands and he grabbed the ball and was making half court shots. It was ridiculous. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Calling, I did. Eh? <laughs> My favorite gritty moment though the, has get been. Him on the Exactly. My favorite gritty moment has been when he took the ice bite and threw him in the penalty box. Not literally threw him in, but, you know, lifted him into the penalty box and shut the door. That's my favorite moment. (laughs) You know, that little one was probably laughing and having a blast, but um, everybody thought the kids were going to be scared of gritty. And then, you know, if you're a baseball fan, too, I mean, they have the Philly Fanatic, and nobody knows what that is either. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's a guy in uh, Dallas as well. Yes. <laughs> and I, like, what are these I, things, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. I do like how Gritty does travel with the team, though. I think that's awesome. Because he does oh, show yeah, up he on goes the road. on tour with them. Yes, that's awesome. He does, right? <laughs> I thought that was just great. I didn't realize um, he went. I didn't realize I, he went I, on the away games with them as well. It might have been just like a one-time thing, but he was at an away game, and um, yeah, it was it was pretty comical. I can't wait. Um, the Pens and Flyers play the uh, Stadium Series this year outdoor and. Um, the football field up there. Is that Lincoln Field, Chris? Uh, in Philly? Yeah. yeah. it's Lincoln Financial. Thank you. So they play yeah. the outdoor series there, and um, <laughs> I can't wait to see Gritty. <laughs> like, that's just going to be so great. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I'm just like, it's Gritty has just been the best, and his antics just make, like, every time I see something, the memes kept me really occupied for, like, the first two weeks after they introduced him because they were just so funny. And um, 
Although coming you know, out I, fast, eh? I know, right? It's like, what is this thing? <laughs> the first trip on the icy falls. I mean, the guy, uh, gritty is just amazing. He is, and they've even they even have a petition to have gritty host the Oscars. No. I haven't watched the Oscars in like twenty years, but I would probably watch that one just because. Yeah. I, I think the oh, NHL man. needs to come up with a uh, um, an award for their NHL awards in June for like best mascot. <laughs> yeah, fully, eh? Right. <clears throat> so, speaking awesome. of NHL and June and things like that, um, Seattle officially got their franchise this past. Well, last week. So um, Seattle will be the 32nd team in the NHL, which is going to be fabulous because guess what, Chris? If they want to, they have a balanced league now with even numbers on the Western Conference and Eastern Conference. So they could actually redo the play more, playoff format that everybody hates. Wow. <laughs> oh. You really, you really think they're going to redo that thing? But Batman, I don't know. Batman's not going to redo. Could. He's not going to redo anything. He wants to make it as complicated as possible. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the Somebody, names for Seattle have come out. Like fans have said, okay, so like let's do this name, this name. And one of the comments that cracked me up was they should be the Seattle. Um, baristas and they should have a picture of a guy with a man bun and a hipster as their logo I thought that was pretty funny what is what 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 are they what are they thinking about for names nobody's really said I mean like most of the names that have like come out on social media and everything are um names that the fans want. I think like fans want like the Seattle Sockeyes or um somebody even said Seattle Seals, but there used to be a team long ago that were the SEALs, so I don't know if that would fly or not. Um but uh, we have a goalie change in the Edmonton, Colorado game. Um Grubauer is coming in because uh Oh, I can't think of his name, and they didn't show it on the TV. But anyway, um, Rolamov, I think is what his name is. Anyway, he let in three goals on 15 shots. Thank you. So it's 3 nothing, Edmonton in the second period. But, um, no, so, like... No, what I tell you, the, I know, right? I speak it. I speak things into existence. The Blues <laughs> are now beat. The Blues are now beating the Panthers. Uh oh. <laughs> I told you. It, no I told way. You the run is, the the run is coming. The game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they must have heard. They Monica's heard. gonna be so happy. I, I hope Monica's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's she's watching <laughs> the Blues game. That. 
But yeah, so going back to Seattle, um, they, I think they said that they weren't going to announce a name until closer to their expansion. Now, the interesting thing is they are going to have the same expansion draft rules as Vegas had. Vegas is the only team that is exempt from getting a player taken from them. Um, so, you know, they will have 30 teams to pick and choose one player from. And I guess my biggest question is for you guys, do you think the GMs are going to be a little smarter this time when it comes to protecting players and giving up players for, um, like, for example, you know how, like, when Vegas was drafting, teams were making underhand deals, like, okay, you take this player and we'll throw in draft picks. Do you think Seattle? I don't think they're going to do that this year. And this is like this is two years down the pipeline because um, they will come into the league in twenty twenty one and twenty two season. But what were you going to say, Pete? Um, yeah, I was going to say that they'll, I mean, it, I guess it's all dependent on how shrewd the GM is, right? Um, whether right. he'll, he'll follow, what's a, uh, what's a McPhee, right? In, um, Vegas. Yeah. He's the GM there. Yeah. McPhee. Um, he was, he was pretty smart with putting that team together. He so, was very yeah. smart. <clears throat> yeah. I, I just like don't, no one I don't think, <clears throat> right. I don't think Seattle's going to get that same luxury because even if their GM is shrill, I don't think the other 30 GMs are going to be as naive <laughs> about who they give up. Yeah. So Rantanen just scored for Ed, or for Avalanche and Edmonton Connor McDavid on a breakaway scored. So this game is four to one. Just a little score okay. update. That's the game that that I'm watching. So Kim, I found I found a list. I found a list of names for the uh, possible names for the Seattle team. They yes, could, I'm just looking at the same list myself. They could already great mind. If they pick one, if if they pick one of these names, they will already be on my. On my hate list. Oh no! Before they, they have whalers? before they even get on the on the ice. If if they pick the whale, <laughs> I I will I will go to Seattle and I will find them. I'll I'll send gritty on them. Uh, Please pick the, the whale. Please. The whale. You can't pick the. It can't be the whale. <laughs> And so Apparently I the tokens are the odds-on favorite. The what are? I'll run down. I'll run up from the bottom up. So at the bottom we have firebirds, eagles, cougars, whales, evergreens, seals, sea lions, renegades, kraken, sockeyes, rainers, emeralds, 
And the one leading the charge right now for the favorite is the Totems, apparently. Seattle Totems. Wow. That just doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, yeah. it doesn't. I kind of out like of all co- of those. Which one you got, Kim? Out of all of those, the the Kraken. I really want the Kraken. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say <laughs> the same imagine? thing. Kraken Rum is their principal sponsor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's all about the alcohol. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. I would, I would, I would go with the, I would go with the Kraken. That's a. I wonder that's a what color they're gonna be. Oh, they gotta be My green. My team makes me drink. <laughs> My team makes me drink Kraken. <laughs> exactly. Official supplier for the <laughs> Seattle Kraken. <laughs> that would be just so epic. Um, yeah. Yeah, that would just be so funny. But I do like the Kraken. Um, that's that's crazy. Yeah, it doesn't look like um, we're going to see any more touchdowns. Oh, we Edmonton might reach a touchdown. They're up five-one now. Right. <clears throat> Yeah, um, Avalanche are getting ready to go on a power play. Yeah. So, yeah, it's five to one. Um, Edmonton is just, I'm telling you, Edmonton, that coaching change, you know, if if you yeah. ever want your team to succeed, fire your coach midseason. It, it always, it, it works out well for certain teams, unless you're yeah. Chicago or <laughs> St. Louis or the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> Hire Ken Hitchcock. <laughs> right. Who retired seven times before. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> but, no, I mean, I'm probably one of the few people um, that are that's excited about Seattle coming into the league. I, um, For those that didn't hear, Seattle's coming in, and they're going to be in the Pacific Division. The Coyotes are moving to the Central Division, and the, the kind of the joke about that is it'll set Arizona up to move to Houston in a couple of years, so they'll be in the Central. Um, nobody knows anything for sure on Arizona. I do know that the uh, the deal for their new arena that they were going to share with the uh, basketball team did fall through. So I'm not quite sure what's going to happen, if they're going to continue to play where they are or what with the Yotes. But um, that's something that you can definitely keep an eye on. Um, but I, I'm excited to have a balanced league. You know, the schedule should be a little different. Now you don't have, like, you won't have teams that are playing one team five times and another team three times. You know, balance it. And it, it'll be good, I think, for the league. Yeah. Plus, I think Seattle is going to be an excellent market. Um, they're not only going to be able to draw fans from Canada, they're going to be able to draw fans from Alaska. And Anchorage actually just lost their um, their team up there, and I forget what their names were, but last year was, I think, 
last year was the last year that they played and they drew a lot of people. So when you, you throw Seattle in there, you're going to draw from Canada. You're going to draw from probably Northern California, um, Seattle itself, as fast as their season ticket pre-sale went. Um, I, I think Seattle is going to be a great market. And I know a lot of Canadians, Pete, are upset that Quebec City isn't going to get a team because Bettman said that he's done with expansion for now. Yeah, it's going to be great for uh, Vancouver. Like, it's the same thing that happens with uh, with Leaf fans. You know, they, they go to Buffalo because it's so much cheaper and they can they can get tickets there. Well, same thing's going to apply to uh, Canucks fans. You know, it's expensive to go to a game in Vancouver, but uh, just a short drive down the coast there, and they can be in Seattle, you know, for, for a weekend and having a bunch of fun, go to a game. Instant rivalry right. right there. No doubt. And that's, that's mm. going to be great because, I mean, I know Vancouver and yeah. Edmonton and Calgary, okay. they all kind of have um, their own little rivalries going on. But I think Vancouver and Seattle are going to be absolutely a great rivalry. And I think it's going to be kind of like the Kings and Vegas were last year and how that rivalry is now deeply rooted because a lot of people didn't know that the Kings really drew from Vegas. Like they had a lot of fans in Vegas until Vegas got a team. And so that really kind of added to the rivalry there. Yeah, that was, that had to be probably one of the best series of the entire playoffs. Like it just sucked that it was in the first round. You know, like both goalies, you know, um, they were like, what, 9.6 or 9.7 save percentage, somewhere around there between Fleury and Quick. And, and, you know, low-scoring games, you know, tight defensive games. And, yeah, it was just a great, great series. It was. It was probably my favorite series of the playoffs. Well, I lied. It was yeah. my second favorite because I really enjoyed beating Philly in the first round last year. That whole rival <laughs> thing. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I was gonna I was gonna have a dig at Chris there, but no, I thought, nah, it's okay. <laughs> no, go okay. for it. Oh, feel free. Come on, join the party, Pete. <laughs> did, did you uh, did you did you beat the Rangers? Oh wait, no, you didn't beat the Rangers because they didn't make the playoffs. No. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ashley, I really, really don't like playing the Rangers in the playoffs because they have been the Pens kryptonite. For a couple of years did, before they finally sold those, them, and because Kim and I always bet, and I and I win those bets. Yeah, and I was always supporting Henry Lundqvist. Yep. Yeah. I yeah, they had, they had an absolute beast of a series a few years back, eh? Yeah, they did. It was like really low scoring. And like 
Penn's fans threw Fleury under the bus for it, but it didn't help that the Pens couldn't put the puck behind uh, Lundqvist, so you're not going to win them all. Right. You're not. And that's, you know, I try to explain that to people, and sometimes I'm not really nice about it, but they're like, okay, well, the Pens won two cups, and Flurry couldn't do it. And I always tell people if winning cups was easy, Chicago would have had way more than three and five years the way that team was stacked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cups are not easy. You know, everybody's like, oh, well, Washington has a great chance to repeat. Well, of course they do. But if it was so easy to repeat, why has it only been done 18 times in 100 years? Yeah. Yeah, and what was it? Twice in the last, like, almost 20 years, I guess, eh? Because Detroit did it and then Pittsburgh. Right. So it's definitely not an easy thing to do at all. Right, because every other team guns for you. And they're trying to knock you out of the playoffs. Um, That was pretty evident with Chicago when, um, who was it? Was it Dallas that beat them in 2015-16? Oh, I can't remember. I have to look this up. Who beat who? What are you talking about? So I have while you're I have looking, to look this up. While you're, <laughs> while you're looking that up, I, I I'm I'm kind of afraid to mention this. So I mentioned before the Blues were up three to one. In the four minutes since then, it became three three. Panthers. The Panthers <laughs> tied it up, but then the Blues scored again. So the Blues are now four to three. But in the last five minutes, we've had three goals. Wow. That's crazy. So I'm kind of afraid to uh I'm kind of afraid to bring up the score again because now, now it's gonna now it's gonna turn everything around. Right. I'm I'm sorry, I'm really trying to figure out who Oh my goodness. Okay, so in 2015-16 season, St. Louis upset Chicago, and Chicago had won the Cup the year before. St. Louis was gunning for them. They were trying to knock them out. And I think that series went 7-2, if I'm not mistaken. But, I mean, that's, that's that's what makes the NHL so much fun, because you can't guarantee who's going to beat whom in any given playoff. Yeah. Yeah, seven, yeah first round. Blues yeah. over the Hawks. I couldn't remember if it was Dallas or St. Louis, but St. Louis and Dallas played and then, uh, the second round. And second round, yeah, it was St. Louis and Dallas. And then right. St. Louis lost and, to San Jose. 
Right. And Dallas was actually one of the favorites going into that playoffs as, you know, the team to beat. And um, then when St. Louis beat Dallas, St. Louis became that team to beat. And it was a real shocker when San Jose upset St. Louis. Yeah. But... Shame they couldn't get it done that yet. Shocks. No, I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't. That's just me, though, Pete, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> I, you, you can remember, because that was the first year that, that we were, right, that was the year that we had first became friends on Facebook, and I remember messaging with you and Rob and Mandy and Megan and going, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this series. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just one of those where you thought, okay, yay, my team's in the Stanley Cup Finals, and they weren't expected to go anywhere because Flurry went down, and Zakhoff had to beat the Rangers, and it was just a mess. And you're you're sitting there going, I don't think we can do this. And you know, San Jose, I'll never forget the look on the San Jose players' faces, and just how defeated they looked after that. So, but guys, we are actually out of time. So Pete, I really appreciate you stepping in and co-hosting. Chris, I appreciate you stepping in and co-hosting too tonight. Um, (laughs) Much obliged to both of you. Just before you get off, St. Louis just won. Game just ended. Oh. Yeah, 4-3. That's awesome. Congratulations to the and, Blues fans. And clearly before my Monica. remarks, they were losing. They scored four goals in the third period to win the game. <laughs> That's funny. Great. Don't so say see, anything about Chicago, Chris. Nothing. My team – My team <laughs> – my team is the St. Louis Blues this year. I picked them at the beginning of the year. They're gonna, they're gonna go. They're gonna start. <laughs> they're gonna have a run. We will see. They gotta go somewhere. <laughs> hey, they're just like for just you. like my playoff bound Avalanche. All right. <laughs> hey, Chris. Even a stopped clock is right twice a day. Hey, hey. that's right. If I can be right twice, that's I'm I'm up to on, on my usual book, so I'll take it. Great. Hey, can you ask Chris if he knows about the whole uh, Thanksgiving, if you're in a playoff spot thing or not? Oh sure. What's it? What I I've never heard of this. What's what's that? There's a there's a stat. For um, if you're not in the playoffs, if you're not holding down a playoff spot by uh, American Thanksgiving, uh, you have a 22% chance of making the playoffs. Yep. Okay. 78% of teams that are already in a playoff spot go on to make the playoffs. Yep. Or hold down their spots, I should say. Interest. Well... That's why we jump up. That's why I jump on on these boards. 
I just wanted to jump on the St. Louis, the St. Louis bandwagon. <laughs> What's really going to make me happy is if Carolina wins it all. Because <laughs> then I control Chris. <laughs> yeah, they're not. That's not. That's not going to happen. I won't. I won't allow that to happen. <laughs> yeah, I'll. I'll have to jump on you with you on that one, there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, oh, I still have uh, I still have I still have flashbacks from 2006. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. So, yeah, that I look at it nice. this way: if Carolina wins the cup, I will dedicate one whole show to trolling Chris. <laughs> I'll be right there along with you. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, Tim. You know what's going to happen. What's going to happen is Seattle's going to come in as the whales, and they're going to end up playing Carolina in, Carolina. in the Stanley Cup. <laughs> and then it's the whales versus the whalers. <laughs> yeah, and then then I'll I'll just I'll just end up uh, I'll just end up throwing the, the I'll throw my phone at the TV no matter who wins. So, <laughs> right. That's, that's I'm sure you happen. would not be alone. There would be a lot of Hartford fans that would probably do the same. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, before we go, there's one other thing I wanted to add about Chicago tonight. Sure. Um, tonight, uh, Duncan Keith and Seabrook were playing their 1,000th game together. On the same oh, team. Wow. Yeah. Now, that how, how many players can actually before. say that? Exactly. Yeah, that's never happened before. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> what an amazing feat. That's a lot of games. Yeah. Yes, it is. And they play it back to back. And also, Winni- have and Winnipeg beat them six three as well. Right. So they're on an eight-game losing streak right now. But the sun is rising tomorrow because Matt Murray comes to town. Uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to think about it. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my evening. Let's um. <laughs> just in. The sun has been canceled for tomorrow. That's right. The sun has been put on high. <laughs> Pretty much how I feel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe Jari will start in that tomorrow. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we know that's not going to happen. But, um, but guys, thank you so much. Um, we will try not to make it so long again before we do another show, um, even if we just do like an hour show. Um, but we had a lot to talk about tonight. Yeah. And again, Pete, I can't thank you enough for stepping in and Chris the same. Anytime. No worries, Bob. Yeah. And don't forget to check out Chris's show if you're a football fan. That's tomorrow night. Same number. Um, it starts at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Yep. We got we got a lot of playoff football to talk about tomorrow. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun. That's awesome. So, 
All right, guys. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Pete, thank you again. Glad we got through our technical difficulties and the tree falling down twice. And it may have started out rough, but it sure ended nicely. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we will talk to you soon. And just keep an eye on our Facebook page for um, information on when we decide to do another show. If we don't talk to you before, have a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. And have a great night. Bye.